forever. Dog. I don't know if this is worth talking about, mm-hmm. but you know, I always find it fascinating. Like, what is a Pixar? animated disney film and a disney animated film you know because they there is that separation Mm -hmm. and for a second i thought this was like when i saw the trailer for this i just assumed that it was pixar but then when i went into the movie i was like oh wait this isn't pixar this is just disney animated um and it's a musical i I would have thought it was pixar i like didn't even realize it wasn't (laughs) so what does pixar do now that what, Pixar movie this year was Luca, which uh, I don't know anybody who has seen. I watched. I watched Luca. I thought Luca was. It was. It oh, was really good. Jurassic. You really they liked didn't it? promote it. They just didn't. They didn't promote it. It was like beautiful. It was like a genuinely beautiful film, <laughs> but um, they just didn't promote it. it I got. It was <laughs> Netflix though, right? It was a Netflix movie. But it was. No, it wasn't. What are you talking about? It's a Pixar. It was Pixar. James. No, okay, listen. What? I understand that the studios do this, that, and the other, but I felt like I saw it advertised on James. Netflix. You saw it advertised on Disney Plus, James. What? So is I saw it advertised right on Disney Plus. Of course, listen. It's this a movie Disney came movie. and went for me. <laughs> okay, that's why. <laughs> okay, that's why <laughs> Disney's not releasing any film on Netflix. That's never going to happen. All right, okay. they have their own streaming service. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, you. You don't got to be so. <laughs> what? You host a movie podcast. You Man, I don't know, know what that. <laughs> <laughs> I watch so many streaming services. I don't know which one's which. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, I thought. You know, it was beautiful, man. It was it was a beautiful film. It deserves more respect. But yeah, know. I I have only heard I've only heard that it that it was good. I've only heard good things about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just it was just a really solid movie. It was, it was hard, but you know, the the other thing that I was going to say was that Disney, um, like you know, the Disney animated films of our day in which we grew up were musicals, right? So mm-hmm. you had these. Brought, like and of course there was hand drawn animation but you know that discussion is a little old whatever we're, we're in 2021 just we have to get over it hand bring it back animation. bring it back <laughs> wait wait you're saying they shouldn't do animated me i'm hand drawn stuff when they're doing um computer Look, animation? people i'm just saying that there are people who are like you got to bring back the hand like the because there mm-hmm. was this idea I, what i'm trying to get at is there was this idea that disney animated films fell off right and pixar took over and that was this that was the kind of cgi mm, animation right. but like you know, Disney had Princess and the Frog, which we've reviewed, and you know, we weren't the biggest fan. So, <laughs> um, and they've had then they went kind of a, like they had like Tangled, which like yeah, that was fire. The kids love Tangled. Yeah, the, Tangled was a hit for the kids, which like I don't have any personal feelings about Tangled, <laughs> but I guess for the intended audience, the kids like Tangled. Yeah, I'm not a Tangled. <laughs> I guess I'm too old. I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's fun. But then you have like, you know, the, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name of it, the Fro- Frozen Frozen movies, right? It didn't feel like the same Disney animated musical where, you know, it didn't have the same, it didn't have the same like kind of mystique. It didn't have the same like Encanto, you know? Wow. We knew it was coming. <laughs> we knew you were going to try to do it. And I think that's why everyone automatically put their head down before you even 
God. Yeah, we, we gave to, you yeah, the yeah, space man. for that. We were like, it's coming. Yeah, let's we just to see how long it was going to take. We foresaw it. We were Bruno, and we were like, we know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> we all saw it happening. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but I would like, I mean, do you guys agree? Like, do you feel like, like the, you know, up until this movie, that, how you know, dare old- you continue this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying it. Like, I just feel like the the newer Disney animated films don't have the same charm, you know? It's like, where's the Encanto, you know? I'm logging off. How you know I- what I mean? Do you guys that, like, <laughs> you guys keep going silent, like, nobody's answering my question. <laughs> it's weird. Can we start? Can we like start the show? Or do you want to keep saying Encanto? Oh come on! <laughs> you know this cold open, full of Encanto. <laughs> do you know what it means? <laughs> oh, that's such a mess. Okay, right, let's I'm start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Jerome Milligan. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. We don't talk about Bruno, no, 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 no. We don't talk about Bruno. Yo, that was fire. Put that, that was my favorite song. Put that on my Spotify Same. immediately. As soon as I left memorable. the theater, <laughs> put it on my Spotify. I It was in my day. It was in my head all day today. I could not get it out of my head. I just kept in my head like, replaying that song. Oh, man. Um, hey, everyone. For those of you uh, who are listening for the first time, this voice that you're hearing, that sounds like it's full of magic and uh, mystique and... I don't know. It just sounds really special. It's full of shit. That's what that voice is Jonathan Braylock, <laughs> and the and the hater voice that you heard on top of the really nice voice. I can introduce myself. Is... I can introduce myself. Yeah, <laughs> I can introduce myself. First off, first off, this is the voice of reason and honesty. All right, this is the voice of Gerard Milligan, and John's mm-hmm. voice is a hating ass voice. Is damn so he tries to coat it in sugar. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I hope that can we leave that we, in, yeah, so the, we, in the I, honestly there's two votes to leave that in so <laughs> okay this voice you know I'm this is James the third hello okay Hi. great uh, <laughs> wow. uh, speaking of voices we have uh, an incredible special excuse guest excuse me excuse me you're excused and this guest <laughs> gets the same benefit that all of our guests get with your drums. Please do not try to devalue. Wow. 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 I'm going to give drums because I respect our guest. That's not respectable. Everyone's the least Morales. Welcome from our cartoon president. That's what I was Thank trying to you. say. And Kanto yes. to yes. be here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this with him. Don't do this. I love it. No. Don't no conjugating this. needed. It's, no. it's every, every form of the, the word. What does it even mean? Let me look it up. Good Lord. Wow. Uh, Definition. That's rude that you don't know. Um. Yeah. It means like you a watch- little, you're in Kanto. Yeah. They live in the Encanto. Encanto. 
Charm and glam and, and glamour. All right, got it. This is a podcast. <laughs> it's a film review podcast. <laughs> review the films of leading black actors. Talk about them in co- context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Also, actors of color. That's the film we we're doing today. We we're doing Encanto, a Disney animated film. It has a, it has um it has everybody. John Leguizamo has Stephanie yep. Beatrice. Wilmer Valmarana. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, William Valderrama. Oh, right. Yo, also Diane Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And the main character. <laughs> I said her name more. I said Stephanie. Oh, okay. Uh who, Rosa you, Diaz. who you know from great voice work. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Rosa mm-hmm. Diaz. Yeah, Rosa. She's Rosa. I mean, her voice work was fantastic. She you know? was great. Mm-hmm. She was really, really good. Yeah, it was so crazy because I was like, I know she's in this, <laughs> but I kept being like, Same. It, it, is it her? Like, I kept being mm-hmm. like, is it I thought that character? maybe she was strong sister. Yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. And then, but then Same. now when I, when I listened to, when I listened to We Don't Talk About Bruno afterwards, I was like, oh, there yeah. she, and then, and then listen, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Strong <laughs> Sisters song. The one that was like drip oh, yeah. drip drip. It right, was like she right. had like a sexy song. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. It was <laughs> the animation. In it. The animation for that was amazing. I loved that. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh so anyway, before we tip our head too much, this movie currently has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a hundred seventeen million dollar uh worldwide box office as of this day of this recording. Now, let's finally just talk about our initial thoughts. And Elise, as our guest, you can totally kick us off if you'd like. Okay. Um, I really liked the movie. Well, you know, I went um, alone go. this afternoon, took a hit of the vape pen. There was like one other kid and his mom with me. And I went on a beautiful emotional journey with Mirabel and the family. <laughs> Amazing. I loved it. I um, I don't know if the I liked all the music, but I feel like other than we don't talk about Bruno, I don't know if the songs were like because I really Lynn's last uh like Disney musical Moana. I like got really into the music for Moana, and I'm not yes. sure if Encanto has me there, but I really enjoyed Encanto. Also, that yeah. main character looks exactly like oh. me. She does look like you. She does look like you. Okay. I was like, okay. Okay. Okay, glasses. Glasses and everything. All right. She didn't just have the glasses either. They kept having excuses for them to be like off or like her like trying to get. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. they're using these glasses. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. That glasses representation. A bespectacled queen. I agree. For me, this world was so fun. Like this story of like a house that's enchanted and has like is like is a, has these blessings and gives all the kids like special powers. The kind of lore of that was super fun. I think the characters were so fun. I laughed so much. I think I laughed more in this film than I have. I don't remember the last time I laughed as much as I did in this movie. Like. It was so funny. I agree. Like the music, it, it's weird because it's like I liked, I dug all the songs and they did a good job of like incorporating story into the songs. But other than we don't talk about Bruno, n- I felt like none of the songs had like a, a catchy hook, which I think is one of those things where it's like it's hard for them to stick with you. Yeah. It was still, it was still, it was still fun. I am interested to know 
what you guys felt about like what the meaning of everything was because i think i was a little fuzzy on that by the end but outside of that you know a very enjoyable uh movie for me like i said i didn't like this movie i loved it i loved it it was awesome (laughs) it was so good of course you did of course you did i also saw it today in a basically unattended you know it's a monday Mm -hmm. afternoon so there it was me my wife and then the back row (laughs) it was so funny the back row was like four people on there's like an aisle in the middle and there were just four people both on the two people on each side of the aisle and that was it there were six of us (laughs) in the in the the movie and like this isn't about the movie but when they waited and watched all the credits but they turned all the lights on so they were just a row of people sitting inside. They weren't talking to each other. They were just staring at the words going up. And I thought that was really bizarre. Um, anyway, the movie, fantastic. Really fantastic. <laughs> I uh, agree that I was like, I, I feel like a criticism that that Lynn specifically has gotten. Maybe we talked about this on um, Heights in the Heights, but of like, oh, are you, did you leave singing the songs or like, were they, were they, were they hooky? And I, so I was like waiting for one. And when we don't talk about Bruno started, I was like, here it is. I was mm-hmm. like, this is my shit. Like, <laughs> I know I'm going to leave wanting to sing this song. And I feel like you need one, you need at least that one for a lot of the, you know, like Frozen, you're like, let it go. But nobody's like, I don't know any other song. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, we're mm-hmm. not like, mm-hmm. we don't, I mean, some of them, you know, leave with their like several like songs that you're like, oh, I, I love those. Those are all bangers. But like, y- all you need is that one. And I think that we don't talk about Bruno definitely gives us that. I found that the cat was crying by the end of it. Um, it was great to hear him uh, back uh, and, you know, back. He hasn't been gone, but hearing him in a, in a role was a lot of fun. And yeah, I don't know what else to, if there's anything else i wanted to say oh i'm also interested in what in what people think of the ending because afterwards i was like oh, i don't know if i like oh no I, and then and then i talked myself i talked myself into it, you know like in enjoying what the what i feel like the message was so that that was where i ended it yeah man i like this movie i ain't like these songs though I'm not trying to be a Disney on, musical snob, but um, <laughs> even right now, before this, I have my Disney sing-along. But also, I will say, I was a kid who had Disney sing-along VHS tapes. Like, that was my yes. jam. Yeah, I ain't like none of the songs. Like, none of them. But, you know, I think Bruno was cool. <laughs> um, the thing is, you know what it was? This was one of the first times watching a Disney musical where I was like, I really liked the main story a lot like um i saw it last night in new york at like 8 20 and when i went to see it it was pretty packed and it was adults it was like i was on a row with like four dudes and at one point towards the end i know i was sniffling and these two non-mass assholes who i moved away from because they had no mass on um one of them definitely was sniffling but i couldn't tell if he had the rona or not so i moved but i think he might have yeah, been the sniffling. <laughs> i don't know but it was all around the same time but I really did like the story. And I, I think what Bray is hinting at, I think once we get to the end and start dealing with um, the grandmother, I think the story switches a little bit or the meaning of what's happening, which I understand, but I really liked, I guess I really related to the original yeah. story about yeah. like finding your place, almost feeling like, you know, you're not special like everybody else. Even like the little kid you love is kind of passing you by. Like, I think I relate to that a lot. Whereas once it got to like that how do I say? I want to say it right. Is, is 
uh, Abuela. Mm-hmm. Abuela. Oh shit, Abuela. Yeah. Okay. Like once it got to her, I totally understood why we were making that choice, but it felt like that choice took away from I don't know. I, I guess we get yeah. to it, but I really did enjoy the story. Music, not so much, but story, yes. <laughs> Music, not so much though. But story, we yes. hear you. Lynn, My I God, love you. Yeah. Lynn, you, you, Lynn, you have made Lynn, this. You were very clear. Lynn, Lynn, if you watch this, I think is I if think, you I think this? you're great. Sorry, listen. Whatever <laughs> you was messing up too, saying listen. We got it. Don't do this. <laughs> but no, I don't want Lynn to think I don't like him. Yeah, he'll just hear your review and in the heights and and this film, and he'll think you love him. Oh, I liked in the heights. <laughs> Wait, did you remember? Ever? I liked in the heights. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. I liked In the Heist, even though this movie did better at um, having different shades of brown than In the Heist and um, the trailer for uh, West Side Story did. Not going to say it, but they did in animation. <laughs> love the color spectrum. So. I love my favorite Jiraiism is him saying, not going to say something he's already said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Uh, I love yeah. the spectrum. <laughs> All right. Well, so yes, this film starts off. Wait. Before the story, do we have... Oh, no, I know what it is. Because it starts... It's weird. It's like we get her as a little kid. Yes. And they tell, like, half that story. They kind of, like... The grandma's kind of, like, talking about how the house is special. It's going to give her this special gift. and, And she's special, you know? And she's, like, really talking her up for this whole ceremony. And we kind of, like... You know, we walk and she like goes over to the doorknob and she like touches the doorknob and then it kind of it fades into the present day and and uh, we see her as an adult or as I guess a teen. I don't know how old she was supposed to be actually. <laughs> I have no clue how old she is. I have no idea. Yeah. But you know what? She's young adult. Young adult. You know, young adult. Yeah, yeah. Because they. I mean, it's it's fun because they were all like in the same family and of course you know we get this like and it, we know it's kind of established that the her little cousin it's his special day and he's going to get his gift and then in the process of that we kind of see the town and we see the little kids uh and then we have our first song where she's singing about the whole family and what all the gifts are <laughs> and, uh, yeah. what's your gift this song was great and the mm-hmm. turn when they when <laughs> when they <laughs> try to ask her her gift and she just starts singing about everybody else faster. Killed me. I was I was gutturally laughing out loud in the theater of six people. It was great. And I did love everyone's spe- like everyone's power. I I loved like the cast of characters. I felt like was so good uh, in this one. And you get it like right out of the gate when she sings the song, introducing the cast of characters. The only one I wasn't too. The only gift I wasn't too fond of is cousin. Uh, the hearing one. The cu- yeah, the hearing one. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. this is cool, but everybody else got all this dope. Like the one dude can shape shit. Like one can make flowers and plants and stuff, and she can just hear a pin drop. I'm yeah, like, yeah, but, but it turned out to be really good. useful, and I liked I liked her character. Like I thought she was funny Same. the way that they did her characterization. The character was really funny. There was one moment where they were like, they had to like, they were like using everyone's power. And then (laughs) Abuela like asked her, asked her like, uh, yeah, like, what is this person thinking? And she's like, he's thinking this. And and I'm like, wait, (laughs) 
<laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was physically saying exactly the information you wanted at that exact moment like that. I, that really that stretches. <laughs> Yo. uh, but, you know, for the most part, it was fun. It was fun, especially that moment where she was like, I know. <laughs> it's like, we're the only two who know. Yeah, that's, that's her big, big shining moment. <laughs> yes. Also, the, how they shot that sequence, or oh, not shot, but how they rendered that sequence of just like, every time someone would pass by her face, you could see the telephone of the info going mm-hmm. down. <laughs> just, oh, I love um, that. Oh my, that scene that was Sorry, that's so much so later. It is, it is much later, but that scene was so funny. Bruno's vision. <laughs> it's cool <laughs> to see everyone's power. And to me, this was the main, I agree with you, Jarrah, mm-hmm. like the, this was the main theme that was like a great, Disney also a great Disney theme that didn't include like parents who were dead and we talk about this so much for whatever reason like so many Disney animated films I guess animated films in general like the characters are like orphans or like have one parent dead or like it was so nice to see like oh the whole family was still alive they they, they granddad got murked yeah they granddad got murked by the yeah. um, MS Abuelo got he got taken well, down yes. <laughs> yes, yes. the border patrol <laughs> he got the MS the thing is I even like when they did the flashback I was like y'all, y'all didn't have to show the machete like we didn't need to know how he got, got I was like god dang no they did they did sometimes but sometimes it's like sometimes <laughs> you see a thrust or like you see a, a this or a that like all they did for this was pull out the machete and we because my know thing is, what happened that's because it's because it's normally fantastical. It's like, you know, like uh, Little Mermaid, we know what happens to the mom. Like sometimes this is like real shit that people have to deal with. And it's like literally they're being chased by the MS-13 and they pull out a goddamn machete. And I'm like, this is, well, it didn't even run at one point. I'm like, baby, you got to get out of there. Like, I, I feel, <laughs> yo, get out of here. Her man was under attack. Yeah. MS-13, is that what it was supposed to be? It was supposed to be a gang? I mean, those are the people I know who usually have the gang that normally is known for carrying around a machete could be another one. But I mean, that's the the one I'm familiar with. But they were on horses. I feel like they were like old school, like revolutionary army. I thought it was like con- people. Yeah. Like I don't I think it's from like the the past, but I think it was meant to be deliberately reminiscent of like image wise. I think they it was supposed like- to be deliberately reminiscent of like I think like the border and stuff like that too. Right. Uh, because I think they had on t-shirts and khakis. I think. Wait, what? They Wait had on like, they were in t-shirts they had like, and t- khakis? Like, <laughs> no. What are you Didn't have t-shirts and cargo shorts? They had like, they were. <laughs> Did I make that up? They were wearing, they were riding horses and had like torches. <laughs> you are fully making up t-shirts no, but I'm and saying, khakis. But, That's insane. But then y'all see the outline. I'm pretty sure when they brought the machete, he didn't have on khakis. I think they had like the hats and stuff. Really? I thought he had on khakis and a t-shirt. I honestly thought they were Spanish conquistadors. Like, Try. I thought they were like... Yes. What? <laughs> what? I thought Yo. they were just, like, European, uh, you know, colonizers. That's who I thought Yo. they were. I, I, man, I don't know what I saw. I could have sworn when we had that last shot at the end and he got real close with the machete, I could have sworn he had on khakis and, like, a, like a, a shirt. Like, a, I didn't, man, I don't know. That's on me. I put, I put my own spin on this movie. That's all. Me. <laughs> my bad. My bad. For real, they had on. Cor- wow, had damn, God, I, I made that. I don't know. I don't know, man. I thought they had on cargo I mean, pants. I thought they they, 
they just clearly didn't live in the world of the present at all. Like I thought it I thought it was I thought they were like, yo, these are the gangs coming after everybody. I, I think I put my own spin on it, man. That's on me. Wow. All right. Um Okay. Uh, <laughs> well anyway, uh but yeah, we get we get all this. Abuela didn't have a gift, right? She no. didn't like she started it all, but she didn't have a power. No. Oh yeah, I guess not. I thought by the end of the movie we were gonna like find out what her power was, and then yeah. I, and then that never happened. Yeah. Anyway, we we get to the we get to the point where we realize she doesn't have a gift, so she's gonna feel some type of way about this kind of thing. And she's been living in the nursery. She actually doesn't get her own room That's yeah. because when up. everyone gets a gift, they get their own room, and it's like the room, the house, you know, like makes a room that's you know <laughs> around their gift, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, wild. So she's just living in a like a tiny nursery with the little baby cousin. Who gets a room? <laughs> Who then gets a jungle room? Oh my god! I appreciated the Doctor Who reference. They screamed, "It's bigger on the inside when they go inside the door." I appreciated it. That's a Doctor Who it thing. Is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say the thing I liked about this movie is that I do really feel like I don't know as a, as a, as a human who's getting older. And I'm looking at people under me, like, get on real quick. I was like, damn, it do be feeling like you ain't get the gifts. So I'm just watching, like, everybody around me with all the gifts. And I'm just out here like, all right, cool. Let me just keep cheering niggas on. Uh, for whatever quick. reason, that hurt. That hit. You saying, you calling making it in the industry getting the gift, that really, <laughs> like, that hit me in a way no, that I was not expecting right now. <laughs> that literally the moment, the moment, because I didn't realize, like, the little boy was getting it. But when she went under the bed, and was like get like encouraging him, even though she knew at that moment he was about to get something that she never, or at least at that point, could get or probably wasn't gonna get. I was like, man, this just feels too real. Like, yeah. this, like this moment feels too real. Then she had to walk him, hang, like hold his hand. She was like, I know you're gonna get it, and it's gonna be the best day of your life. I that but, was heart-wrenching. But, honestly, I do think. There was a small part of her that wanted him to not get it. So she didn't feel bad. 100%. I think that that's true. But that's real. And so, so when, because when he got it, she was like, damn, this kind of hurts a little more. Something's wrong with me. Yeah. It's not the power going away. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. Every new person who gets it is another chance for it to just be her alone again, Mm -hmm. not getting Mm -hmm. it. And it sucks because they showed her even before that scene, just trying her best to like help and like be like, you know, useful in the fact that like she kept getting in the way. And then, you know, the grandmother being like, yo, just let everyone else do what they do. And I was like, God, Abuela was fucked up. I'm saying she was so I was so upset. (laughs) I mean, maybe this will foreshadow what I think the movie was about, but I think a lot of it was about like the Latinx like family structure. And I do think Abuela being kind of fucked up actually is a good part of that because I think that's true of a lot of families of being like, oh, Abuela has PTSD and it makes her kind of messed up. So <laughs> that's so real, man. I think that's true. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. And it's so interesting because even the mom, even. Uh, what's the main character's name? Oh, Mirabelle. Mirabelle. Yeah, Mirabelle. Mirabelle. Even her mom, who you knew was kind of caring, kind of really, outside of that one time of like, you always be mean to her, didn't really defend her 
too much. And it's just one of those things where it just felt like she was by herself. But it is something to her to like, even be by yourself, but still be wanting to help your family. Because like, this is my family. Even though they treat me like shit, my sister's not nice to me. My mom low-key don't be on my side. My grandmother does not like me. <laughs> but I think it was nice that they had the, the parents were really, were really trying to be on her side. And we had a couple instances where her mom defended her in front of her mother, mm-hmm. which was nice. Like, I liked, I liked mm-hmm. that we got to see that. Like, it's, it's interesting because it's a very nuanced thing, but I feel like it's not necessarily the case. Like, usually it's like when you have a character that's like feels like an outsider, like everyone sees them as an outsider except for maybe one other person. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, she, and like, she didn't like her sister. Her sister is mis- a perfect and her power is flowers, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> like just, she can create beautiful bouquets uh, out of thin air. Yeah. And then her like souped up power is that she can now make cactuses. <laughs> yeah, anything. She can make all the, she made vines at one point. She can like turn it up a notch. She poison ivy. But she could always do vines. Yeah, she could always do vines, but like pretty vines. And now she could make like weird colored, anyway, like things that don't have to look pretty. Yeah, now she can make a vine that'll like yeah. punch yeah. you. Uh, yeah. It was basically all like, all like desert plants. <laughs> anyway, uh, but mm-hmm. that was, it was a nice thing to see like the, I don't know, the complexities of it. And then her mom was like trying to make her feel better by saying like, hey, like, you don't need a power to be special. Like you're still special. And she's like, yeah, you're saying to the, this to me while you heal me with yeah. food. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. get out of here. <laughs> I have yeah. a question because I thought maybe I missed something. Why was her dad always being stung He's by just bees? allergic to bees. It was just like a, but what was there? Like, like what was he doing that was causing him to be stung so often? So he gets stung twice, right? There's two times. The first yeah. time, yes. he's like working on something next to a next to the bee's nest, and it's during it's during the uh, the Encanto song, and he mm. we talk about the family, and he he trips, and then the all of the bees like ascend upon <laughs> uh, upon him, and then okay, so I guess it's just that this is happening yeah, to him often. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this kind yeah. of it's thing. like a fun okay. little characteristic. <laughs> I was like. Did I miss something where he has a thing with bees? Yeah, his power his no. power is no. wielding bees, and he's also all of the is that he gets his power is that he gets <laughs> right. stung by bees. All the time. <laughs> all of the uh, spouses don't have powers, and and most of the spouses are men, which is which is fun. It's like we have the little kid who's a do without a power and then we have the bruno but then there's a lot of women it was just like yeah you know which was then there's a one boy who does yeah. um shape-shifting uh, oh right and the boy who does shape-shifting that was great um yeah he was great oh yeah that was so fun that was just such a fun I mean, like i don't know like they they set up all these nice little jokes and like there were so many like even the the townsperson who was like oh yeah she doesn't have a gift anyway <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, no, she. You know, so here's your thing. It's 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 called the not special special because you don't have a gift. Because yeah, you're not special. Like, anyway, and then the little girl, <laughs> then the little girl being like, "If I was you, I'd be really 
Oh, when she's like sad, and she's like, oh, maybe you're I would be bad. really sad. Yeah, I'd be really I sad. I laughed so hard when she said <laughs> it was so funny. Like, they just fully <laughs> underlined how she was feeling. <laughs> Maybe your gift is being in denial. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great joke. I was, I was like, that's so rude. That's so... Maybe your gift. Anyway. And then this little cousin, he has one of the coolest gifts. He can talk to animals. The animals like him. Like, they just come out. He's just, like, talk, like talking to a jaguar. Like, yeah, I mean, like, that was amazing. It's not that he just talks to animals. It's that they want to talk to him. Like, they yeah, want, he's like a like, beastmaster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He rules over all creatures now. <laughs> like I was scared, man. If he didn't get his powers, I'm like, I can't look at this little cute little... I need you. I was like, I can't get his little boy powers. And it sucked because when they did flashbacks of her, I was like, y'all gonna really treat this cute little girl like this like no one consoled her like the grandma just like held the candle and walked away i was like oh when she touched the doorknob it turned to dust uh, <laughs> stop it yeah. like, like, like the door stop. turned to dust bro the, the, they didn't even have to do it like that they didn't even have to the <laughs> whatever the candle does <laughs> You ain't have to manifest a whole ass door. It was like, nah, you're you're you don't get a room. This door was gonna lead to your room, and now this door is turning to dust, and this is the party is over. See, but the thing about it made it so sad that they kept showing her turn around and look to her grandma, and the grandma just was like, uh. It was just the at one point, I think they even had her do the 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 breath of like, uh. And I know it's supposed to be fear mm-hmm. of the magic leaving, but the fact that there's a little kid looking at you, I was like, duh. Let's definitely, let's talk about this magic leaving because it, it is a little hard to track for me. So. Bray, don't do this. No, I just want to no, see if we, let's, I don't, let's I try to see if, if we can break it down. I don't know if we can figure it out. Yeah, because. Let's because, not do okay, this. The first time we, the audience sees it is when she gets, she's sad, you know, she leaves the party and she's over there. And then all of a sudden, like a piece of the, you know, tiles falls and she cuts her hand because she's like looking at it. And then she looks up and like everything's cracking and it's cracking all the way up to the candle and she's freaking out and she sees the candle kind of like, you know, and she goes in, she says, hey, the, the house is almost is cracking. It's going to, you know, we're, it's a, please, we got to go. We got to save the <laughs> casita, you know, and then they run out mm. and nothing's there. And so they're all like. Oh, you're making this up. You know, you just wanted attention because you don't feel special. Um, even though she still, she does have the cut on her hand. And then eventually we find out that from her older sister, who's strong, I forget what her name is. Louisa. Uh, Louisa, that there have been cracks before, or she felt her power drain at the same moment that she saw the cracks. Right. And she was like, I like, I think this is like, Abuela's been worried about this for some time. Jumping ahead, when we get to Bruno, we see that he's been patching up cracks, you know, this whole time himself, meaning it's been happening for a while. So, like, is the idea that it really is her that's causing the cracks or is it the grandma or is it? Yeah. My theory is that the candle was given to the grandmother in her time of need to bring happiness to like her and the townspeople. And so to me, it's like when she became so strict to me, I didn't really get it until we got to her sister and we realized her sister wasn't happy, even though everyone thought she was perfect. So it's like, to me, it's like everyone lived in fear low key. So like the house wasn't happy and the candle wasn't happy and the family wasn't happy. So like, 
until the family all became like, I don't know, not, I don't want to say like they had to be joyous and happy, but until they all fully connected for the same goal, like the camera didn't come back. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And I thought that the cracks were like representative of like missed uh, opportunities mm-hmm. by the family to like be together, like do yeah. the right thing. Like they just like, they harm Mirabelle so much. Like she watches this whole thing that's so sad for her. And then like everyone has a party and they kind of like leave her. And isn't it right after she sings her like I want song mm-hmm. that she sees the cracks. So it's like the family has like hurt her feelings very badly. And then we start to see like these big visible cracks. It's the cracks in the facade, you know? It goes back to that thing of like, it feels like the magic also, right? It, it's it's sort of this sort of this thing of like, you know, the magic is here for this reason that they explain, which is like the magic is there for you to protect your your family and the and the generations that follow. But it's not about protecting the magic. It's about protecting the people. And that's that's why it's like we're going to show the door and we're going to take away the door with this person. Like, do you still care about this person? No, you've been ignore you've been ignoring her for for years and years and years, you know, so. Like the the cracks have sort of all been building up because of the way, specifically Abuela has been treating um, Mirabelle. But like, but the way that everyone has sort of been looking at it is like, oh, let's uplift the magic instead of uplifting the the family. Right. But why does it take whatever amount of years from when she was a kid to this point? You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. didn't we see that? That's my that's only a good question. That's my that's only question, question. Is like what. What put and then the other question I have why is why now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the why now is the that's the bit and then the other question I have, have is why didn't she get a gift? Because we never really find out. I think on purpose. I think for this reason. I think be, be, and 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 I only think this after the fact because they give it back once they reunite. But like you know, she doesn't get a gift because, like, literally, like, this is a test. Are you worthy of this magic? You know, we're not going to give it to somebody, you know. Because cause my theory is, and this makes this probably won't make sense, but I think it's a cute thing. My theory is that she, her gift is she is the actual manifestation of the fire. She is the reason the family have gifts. She is the connecting tissue. She is the one that keeps them happy. She's the one that keeps them going. She's the one who, like, is the person in the town. And matter of fact, the fact that she had to open the door to bring the magic back, it shows that she's the most powerful one of them all, you know? See, the only my only question about that, though, is that, one, they all had gifts before her, and there was a lot of people before her. And then also, if it's what you're saying, James, how come she, if it's just for the test, then how come she doesn't get a gift in the end? When she's the fire, break. She the fire, right? Because I think the point. I this was the thing afterwards where I was like, man, why doesn't she? It's weird that they give it back and she doesn't still get one. But I think at the end, it's still, it's 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 to try to balance both things, which is like you still need to accept that family is family no matter what, and the and the and the importance of that, and like, and so you know, and so that and it goes both ways for both of them, you know. She's the gift. <laughs> She is the gift. It's for the, she's the chosen one. She just is. Bruno saw her in the vision. Some people is the chosen one. It took, you know, the family growing to this, because we're now at, you know, generation four now. You know, we're now. 
It's just two, actually, because that's still her cousin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're like, we've built the family to the to this point, and like, and now you know, and now we're testing it. I didn't need like, okay, it's been around for a bit, and now, and now we're offering this this test of whether or not you keep it. Yeah, I felt like the why now was like because it was her little cousin ceremony, and it's the first one since this thing happened to her. So it's like you know the family's next shot to like get it right and they don't and it just like the the bad stuff keeps happening it keeps getting worse no you just you're trying to ruin this beautiful movie braylock no he's just trying to understand it just trying to get to the bottom of it i'm not trying to ruin it i'm trying to understand it (laughs) (laughs) so the middle of it is after we see all these cracks she wants to help the family she's like it's not me Something's wrong with the house. You know, grandma is, for whatever reason, hiding it. And I'll try to figure out what it is so that I can fix it. And then I can save the this house and save the family, you know, and everyone will love me. Which is real. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Like, it's so real. She's Stop. like, it's very funny. She's like, I'm doing it for the family and a little bit for me. <laughs> so she sets off on this journey and we, and we mm-hmm. find out that Bruno had a vision of her. And that's when we get to that's when we get the song. We don't talk about Bruno because she's like, well, what, what's the deal with Bruno? And through that song, we learned that every or seemingly every prophecy that he foretold because he could see in the future was a bad prophecy. And then once he said it, then it would come this true. This would be so The deep. only good one good. was, uh, was Isabella. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but see, but even that though, like to me, this, this movie, this, that was hilarious. That little bit talks about like, what I like to call, what I think what people call now like the toxic positivity, where like all he is saying is like what actually is going to happen. Like even Isabella being perfect, we come to realize that she is miserable. You know what I'm saying? We come to realize like that whole facade, she is like, the whole reason she does the spikes because it's new, mm-hmm. she gets to break out. And to me, it's so deep because like that dude was shunned for being honest and like even trying to be nice because they even called him like the family weirdo multiple times. <laughs> in there the family weirdo and then this weirdo cares so much about his family Mm -hmm. he never left he was hiding behind the walls and patching up the broken house i'm like and then even they had that conversation after the house breaks down he comes out with the horse and's like i told her to do it it was my he still was trying to save the day and i'm like something about that character like that was the sweetest i don't know man and it's it's really cool that it was john leguizamo because to me, it's like John Leguizamo since I was a kid has always been pulling for like Latinx shit. It was like, it's like when In Living Color was on, he had his fucking sketch show right mm-hmm. after that and he had an all Latin cast on that jump. Like he's, he'd be doing Broadway shows. Everything he talks about is like, and to see him get to be in a movie like that, it sucks because I can't remember the last time he was in one like this just because he rides so hard. He was riding before that shit was popular. You know what I'm saying? He was around like, Fighting those fights when no one were like giving a shit. Yeah. Using his fucking mm-hmm. last name. You know what I'm saying? Love that dude. Sorry. Just love John Leguizamo, man. That dude is. When mm-hmm. he, when they show that he's painted a, he doesn't even uh, have a plate. He's painted a plate onto the wooden oh. table. I was like, oh, this is too much. Oh. Dog. It was too much. No. I couldn't take it. He's right there. He's peering through a crack in the wall, having dinner with everybody. Been doing that for a, t- two decades, however long it's been since Talking he left. Talking to rats. It's crazy. Talking to rats. Oh, and all his like, knock, knock. All, all of his little, uh, 
John Linguizamo has never walked into a voiceover booth not like ready to do something. <laughs> Yo, man, he is like that dude just and he feels so. I mean, I know this movie is in New York, but like everything about him feels like fucking New York and like about it and just real and just fucking love that dude, man. Yeah, um, him and the rats were hilarious. The rats were all up on the toothbrushes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were licking his toothbrush. <laughs> He was like, hmm. <laughs> um, oh, his design was cool too. I oh, love yeah, his design. Where, where he lived, it was like a cavernous, like this, all these stairs and then like all this sand. It was insane. Oh, when she walks up the stairs, that's very funny. And also when the bird is like in there and she's like, oh, you, well, at least I'll have a friend. Nope, you flew yeah. away immediately. <laughs> yep. And then when yep. the bird leaves, <laughs> <laughs> it's like all creepy and the bird's like bah! when the sand comes <laughs> but also there's something about this movie too is like you know when we finally find out that uh, he saw the her. vision her and the vision and like told the grandmother and like the reason he left was because he didn't want anyone else to know it's like it, there is something about sometimes these family secrets that people hide that they think are trying to protect people but that's real just really really makes it worse and it's and that shit is generational. Like, literally, yeah. you're thinking about, like, that was the son, which affected a grandkid, which then affected the whole family because of one simple thing. And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like that happens a lot with families. Um, yeah, I thought that that's a lot of, like, what this movie was. Like, I felt like so many of the roles were, like, I don't know, an allegory for, like, Latinx families or, like, immigrant families. Like, I feel like so many immigrant families are bit like they're where they are because they had to like lose their father in some way, whether it be because he like actually died or had to leave to work or was just distant mm-hmm. because he was always working like extremely hard hours. And mm-hmm. then like a lot of these families have like really, really strong matrilineal things going on after. And I felt like Mirabelle's two sisters, like the way, like, like I felt like Bruno, you know, <laughs> I think there is usually a weird uncle who like makes people want to think about parts of the family they don't want to think about. And also Mirabelle's two sisters, I feel like are a lot of like immigrant daughters have to be either like superhumanly strong or just perfect all the time to like get by. And so I felt like all of these people were really representing like the way that a family survives after like losing their home and going somewhere. Cause that's the grandma's whole thing is like, she doesn't want to lose her home ever again. And that's so important to like, just, I thought about it, like um, people migrate into America and even like black people who technically, you know, we didn't migrate, I guess it was more like forced, but um, just how the grandmother was so put on the rest of her family, they had to be perfect. Like whether or not they were happy about it, they had to be perfect because they had to be perfect for the outside world. Outside that house for the town, this is the family with the gifts who does all this, like the perfect daughter has to be perfect. Got to marry that dude. Like the, the one who um, can live shit has to live everything for the entire town and like cannot have a break. And I feel like sometimes, you know, as people of color, there is this pressure to be perfect. Like I, I was watching people talk about the, the show Harlem that came out in December. And the conversation right now is, you know, with Tracy Oliver is like, yo, why can't this show be? Why does this show has to be 
representative of every Black person, like every Black experience. You know what I mean? I've heard Lin-Manuel talk about that too many times. It's like, I'm making stuff for the world I know, you know? It doesn't mean like this is every Latinx experience, but like, because we have so few, it's like, we got to incorporate everybody, you know? We got to do, we got to, you know, we got to be for the person in the suburbs, the person who just got here, the person who's like in the hood. It just feels like so tiring. And I was like, oh, yeah, related. It was so good. Oh, man. She was a diamond in the rough, you know what I mean? Once she kind of discovers, like, you know, all the trails leads to Bruno and realizes she's, he's living in the house and basically convinces him to do the vision again, even though he had kind of sworn off ever looking into the future again. And, you know, they see this vision, they realize, like, you know, it has, like, two sides to it. Either she's going to stand in front of the house and it's broken or she's standing in front of the house and, and it's re and it's reunited. It, like it hinges on her. And as they're looking at it, they're like, I don't know. It like, it looks like it's going to go the bad way. And then she sees like a butterfly flying. And then they see like her hugging somebody. They're like, Oh, when you hug someone, the candle will burn brighter. So you just have to like hug this person. Um, and that makes sense to like, your the further point where I, I mean, this was how I always thought about the cracks was like, it was cracks in the family. Right. And so like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. her, the thing that didn't quite connect to me is that it seems like it's like when she did it with her sister, her, the oldest, the strong sister, like she hugged her, but then, but then there were cracks like right after that happened. But maybe that was because the grandma came and found out immediately and maybe like the timing of that, just they played with it. So it, it seems like it was because of what she did, but it was actually because the grandma found out and was like even more mad at her and the strong sister. Yeah. And also like for me, it was sort of like, because there's already a wrench between that relationship, like that relationship is is already steeped in like, in, in jealousy on one hand and then on the other hand i get i I guess it's on both right it's jealous it's jealousy on both sides like you get to do whatever you want and i have to be perfect and like you're so when they made up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it did make the house a little better then abuela was mad again and then so and then like the final cracks kind of happen and the whole house breaks down and at that point the grandma's like this is all your fault but she actually stands up for herself in this moment. He's like, yeah. no, grandma, this is your, you're the yeah. reason. Yeah. But because now the two of them really don't like each other, it's like all, it's all done. And then she runs away uh, crying. Going back Ugh. one brief amount, I did not like Flower Sister's song. I think Flower Sister's I song was the only one where I was like, this one's not good. Neither did I. I went, I went to the restroom at that point and came back to that song and I was like, I don't. Think I didn't I like, like it. I don't like that she's like got all the weird like punky powder in her hair at the end, and now her outfit's black. I don't know. It was cool. I liked that they. I liked what the what the song was about. Like I liked what was happening in the song. But I was like, I don't think I like. It was one of the first Disney movies. I felt like the songs didn't from person to person. The the style of songs didn't change. Like, um, they all, like, I knew at one point somebody was going to start singing really, really fast and it happened in every single song. But I I mean that by like, you know, like, um, you know, somebody may have the ballad, somebody had like the, 
like the the bad guy usually has the quick song and that's like you know whatever the contemporary music of the time is like is it rap is it reggaeton is it like so you know what i'm saying it's like i don't know lynn was yeah. like doing all of his tricks i felt like <laughs> i don't know if that makes sense but i felt like lynn was doing all of his tricks but i i agree with that like i had forgotten I that it was that it was him and maybe it's obvious i guess maybe it's uh, you know i, I should have been like oh yeah of course it's lynn he just did blah 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 or whatever but there was like a point it, early in the in the movie where I was like, oh, who did the music? And then I just heard like a refrain. And I was like, that's it's Lynn. It's Lynn. <laughs> like it was this, like, you could just like tell it was him. And there was a thing that happened. I was talking about how, you know, oh, am I gonna leave singing a, a song? And I and I and and yes, we don't talk about Bruno was at the top of my mind, but I also left being like, we are powerless, we are powerless from from I and I, like that. like that has also been in my head as which one was it's that the one uh oh god when does that happen when does we are when they sing we are powerless we are powerless i think it's in the second act of it but anyway it was just a it was uh it, one of the song it's after the blackout <laughs> it's after the blackout in, in the i'm like i don't even remember i don't remember song. that at all dude but I was singing that song. I mean, I'm saying I was singing a different song, a song from In the Heights, not a song from this, oh, from this like, movie. <laughs> because because of yeah, because you're hearing the the um, you know, just because he was sort of doing all of his he was doing his thing. It was very much like Lynn Manuel. Here's my my thing about the music. This is the last thing I'll say about the music. Uh none of it I didn't dislike any of it, but almost none of it stuck with me. You know what I mean? Like it was all like, like serviceable and fun in the moment, but like I couldn't tell you outside of we don't talk about Bruno. You know what any of those songs? They were. need a Magic Man G. <laughs> you know what it is? Um, it's the bad guy yeah. song is always good, and I know this movie doesn't have a bad guy, but technically we thought it was Bruno. That's the other thing. This movie doesn't have a bad guy, which, which Not I don't really, which I don't mind. I like that it's a family drama, but it's like you know, even I saw SpongeBob um, on Broadway. And when Plankton came out, Plankton had a dope little. Oh, it was so like, good! It was, it was, it was great. But also, I, but you know what it is? You know what it is? I think Plankton, and now I'm thinking about Magic Man G. They all have this like hip hop kind of vibe to it, which that's not what did you get Plankton in this song because they had different artists Whoa. do everybody's wow. like music for that. And I remembered uh, Ti. Ti did yeah. that. That was great. <laughs> wow. The end of this movie is. Abuela is finds her in the forest and is like, basically like, you're right. It was all me. She tells her exactly what happened, which I was confused as to. I feel like she they are she already told this story, but like, was it just more? Was it just that there were more details? Yeah, yeah. And then we saw him get murked at the end this time. Right, but it's like, I guess, like, I thought they always knew that story, so I didn't know, like, there was a part of it that, like, she felt like, it was like, I'm gonna tell you something you didn't know, but then I was like, oh, didn't we know this? Like, No, break, because she was like, she was like, you know, I didn't think it, it started off with something like, um, I didn't think it was always gonna be like this. It started, and she literally goes, it started out, I think it was supposed to show her transition to, like, how she was, like, fun-loving and, like, different, but then after the death, it she put on, literally, she, um, once they finally get the house, um, she puts the babies down and puts on black immediately and then walks outside. So it's like, I think it's supposed to show like who she transitioned from. I think the bit. reason it was hard for me to track this was that when we start out with this movie, 
everybody's seen everybody's having fun like there's clearly the house has fun and so this house has been having fun for quite some time okay um before and everybody had a power and now we get this thing of like oh everyone like or at least two of the sisters feel the pressure of the powers that they have and like we know now bruno as well like had this power that was like not supposed to help the family but like outside of that like i guess i was i guess i was confused about like what exactly was the pressure that the grandma was putting on everyone to yeah i so i think it was so the way she kept saying everything has to be perfect she kept saying everything has to be perfect. Tonight has to be perfect. Yeah, right? she was going to make the flower sister marry that man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She didn't want to marry. Also, you have that run when she but, t- yeah, tells Yeah, and her, why? Because she needed, because it was supposed to be really good for the town. Like, it would be good for the family. And even when they have that, when the grandmother does a flashback, you see even more extended as she walks past all the kids and all of them are kind of like, you know kind of frazzled and they stiffen up as she walks by it just feels like that you know what it is it feels like that fake in the funk it's like just because on the outside the family looks like really beautiful there are so many cracks on the inside and that's the thing that like they have been covering up the grandmother bruno that they're all just holding it together and none of them are really happy the cloud sister is always having a hard the the cloud aunt she's not okay freely not okay <laughs> there's also the reputation of of the magic in the town right so like a lot of that stuff is like they they, they don't just have to uh, pro, you know projected for abuela they also have to abuela's like the town needs to know that the magic is 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 fine you know for me probably what was missing and i think maybe they try to do it a little bit but they didn't want it to be heavy-handed was the fact that there was this like you know, unnamed force of people who killed her husband and that force is still a threat, you know? And, like, the town is still under threat and they're still under threat in some way because she was always talking about afraid of losing the magic, but it was like, why? If you lose the magic, what happens? You know what I mean? And we we never really got to that point. And... There was a part of me when the mountain split open, I thought we were going to see, and maybe they even thought about this storyboarding it, and then they were like, this is too complicated for us to, to like explain who these people are. So like, let's not even bring it in and like just keep it in the family, which I think I, I understand why, but it did make like, there was a part of it that was like, I don't, I didn't know what the, what the thing was that she was so concerned about, you know? And I still kind of don't. I'm just, but now I'm mentally filling it in as like, it had to be that I understand the idea that like, because my husband di- and like, and I, and I agree, I think at least you were saying this, a generation that went through something horrific is going to kind of pass that on to their children, like whether they mean to or not. And it's, it's like, you got to live this way because this is how I had to live to survive, you know? And it's like, well, actually, you know, you want to survive and then have your, you know, your children and their children live better lives and not necessarily have to live the way that you lived, you know? And I think, yeah, like in the, I'll relate it to black, like the black community. I think, I mean, I think this is true maybe of the Latinx community too, of like, uh, you know, corporal punishment or like, you know, the spanking your children. Right. It's like, we had to do, it's like, we have to toughen up and make the world, like the world is 
this way. And so you got to do this to make sure that your children aren't going to face that. And like, now we're getting to this place where it's like, actually, maybe that's not the best way to do it. And just because it happened to me and it happened to my father and their father doesn't mean it necessarily has to keep going. And I feel like it was kind of more an ambiguous thing. Maybe that's why they didn't fill it because they wanted it to be like, it could be anything. But it also made it, it was slightly confusing for me. But I'm getting, I I think I understand more now. I mean, to me, you know, the only thing, like the most important part of this movie is that we got to see a family and they got to be Latinx the whole movie. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, ain't they, did nobody get turned in? <laughs> what? Did no, no, listen, hear me out, man. No one got turned into no random creatures and had to sing a song. All right? The family with a family. Did you see the preview? Did someone turn into a creature? Yeah, there was a preview for a Disney movie called, like, Red Panda or something. And it's like a, it's like an Asian girl. And then she turns into a <laughs> Listen, man. I, 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 did you not see that no, trailer? I didn't. No. I mean... I, I'm pretty sure yeah. red pandas mean something historically or, 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 or culturally, but it's just like there is something. Uh, it's called the movie's called Turning Red. The movie's called Turning Red. It's a uh, Pixar film. It's going to be the one of the new okay, Pixar films. Pixar. Yo, why, why, why can't I, there's a part of me that thinks Pixar did this because they were like, even though this movie was obviously well underway before Soul <laughs> came out, I I still kind of think they were like, hey, we like turning people into things and no. you think it's racist but it's not because we did it to a black person and we're doing it to an asian person do it to a white person that's what i'm saying Brain. well L- luca was a merman kind of so man i ain't see luca <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i told you i didn't see it <laughs> i watched luca luca was not a merman the whole movie okay listen he was on the, matter of fact luca was a mermaid who got turned into a man. Hey, Soul, he wasn't a he wasn't a cat the whole movie. He, the white lady was the cat. I mean him. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not focusing on the movies. Don't ruin this movie. He wasn't right? a cat the whole movie. Because the white lady was him. <laughs> he was a blue dot. I know. Or he was no. <laughs> this movie, okay, is beautiful because we get to see a family of color. And all I'm saying is in animation. It would be great to see more people of color get to be people of color the whole movie. Okay? I don't care what I re- I true I truly do not care what what myth, what what historical story, what everything you've I don't care what you've heard about because we haven't had enough people of color look like people of color from beginning to end. Like James just said, if you take a white boy named Chadwick or Chauncey and turn his ass into an eagle or a snail for a whole goddamn movie, then I'm going to be like, okay, we're getting somewhere. But that's not fucking diversity in animation if we don't look like how we look in the animation. There's the, what's that movie where the kid turns into a, a mouse or Chanticleer? You remember you know what I'm talking about? This is an old movie. That's not a Disney movie though. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I feel, I don't even feel comfortable saying that title. Like, I genuinely don't feel cool saying that. Let me just say, <laughs> turning. Red. I loved when they gave her the freaking doorknob. They made a doorknob. Oh, Come yes. yeah, yeah. on. In her own room. Come in the magic on. The doorknob was like, it was like her. She had to open the door to the to the whole house. And right? then the doorknob. Yeah. And then, the you know, everybody got their powers back. I just feel like what I would have liked to have happened at the end is, is for I would. I know that this isn't the message of the movie, but I would have loved for her to have gotten 
some power. You know? I know. I, I know. Like, That's how I yeah. felt too. And it's like, I know you're not supposed yeah. to want her to get powers. But I know. It's like, we come all on, give her some fucking power. Yeah. We were all waiting they, for it because we were like, well, because I guess the other thing is like, why couldn't why couldn't she? be special like not have what i don't know i was just like maybe her power was empathy the whole time but like just name it i don't know right yeah that is what i wanted or for them to be like there has to be a matriarch who doesn't have powers just like the abuela or whatever like you're in charge of the family because you don't have powers or like something just make her the sucky make her the sucky planeteer whose power just was heart you know what no. I mean? Heart. Like, what did he ever do? <laughs> like, he had heart. Heart could shoot hearts no at people, though, and yeah. that affected them. You could get past guards and stuff if you g- shot him with heart. D- did he ever yes, do that? Yes, he did. That was the one thing he did. He if, definitely if, took his thing and went heart, and then, like, would, like, shoot the person. With Wait, like, he could also talk to animals, couldn't he? Yeah, if you were attacked he by had an a animal, monkey. you could heart, you could heart the no. animal. He only he only had that little pet monkey. But you could heart the if you were being attacked by like a lion, you could heart the lion, and the lion would be like, "Ah, oh, I'm a chill." Oh, oh, all right, all right, all right. All right. No, he had the best power actually. Power anyway, go ahead, James. Sorry, I think you were building. Was something. I building something? Well, I'm just saying because they made her. You know, they made that uh, doorknob for her, and I just feel like they could have given her a power too. Like you know, you know, like she's there. You know. And she's like interested in the doorknob, and she's like, "How did y'all mm-hmm. make this?" And then we like pan mm-hmm. over, and and we see, we just hear, "Hey, I, I, I could have, I helped it, I made it." <laughs> How'd you make this doorknob? <laughs> <laughs> Steel's like, "It was me. I, I, I made it." You want, you want to know how to weld things, and then. <laughs> And then Steel hands her the hammer and she's like, I feel the power. And she like, and then she starts welding stuff. <laughs> Yo, it's so you, ridiculous. You uh, forced that one. Really that was forced. Force. <laughs> Steel was there and he helps. <laughs> that was fun. I think it was like, he helped build the house. Like he was actually no, the one, he like, built the, they, we saw everybody build the house. We don't know where that doorknob came from that doorknob came out of nowhere and that was we engraved see- that had an yeah, M engraved into it it was like there was some mastery going on there yeah oh my goodness Bray end it that's end fun. it all right well we rate and review films not based on how much we liked it but whether or not it helped the cause of more leading actors of color so if this film fully helped the cause uh we give it a black fist if it's someone helped the cause we give it a white palm if it doesn't help the cause we don't give it anything. So on the count of three, we'll rate, we'll, uh, you know, show our uh, rating for Encanto. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> what are you doing, you Gerard? Did, you did rock and paper. Hear me out, okay? Gerard Milligan. Okay, everybody gave a black fist, but then Gerard gave a black fist and a white palm, which is illegal. Yeah. Because hear me out, okay? Hear me out. I'm just thinking, I'm just saying, it deserves a black fist because it's a Latinx family and it's really dope, but what makes me sad to give it a white palm is that it is a Disney movie, okay, a Disney musical, and I didn't like any songs. That's not a reason to give it a... That wait, we literally said you don't <laughs> review based on how much you like. Hear me it. out. Hear me out. Because I, I, I do no. think when you watch when you watch these Disney movies, you want the kids going home singing some songs, and when they get sing along DVDs, they're gonna be like, "Oh my goodness, this song is like 
I don't know they can learn about history or something through this music. I don't we think the don't music did that. We don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. no, no. We, we don't, don't talk, talk about, about Bruno. Bruno. No, no. No, y'all don't know. I'm just saying it, okay? I'm torn. So I don't know. You guys go, <laughs> yes. maybe I might pick one, but I don't know. Familia I don't know. Mirabel. I don't know. Yes. I like see? that friend. The Familia Madriga. Okay. That was it, right? Okay. Got the notes. <laughs> yes. I did like that one. Wait, was that the first yeah, one? They, like, yeah, they reprised yeah. that one a couple times. Yeah. I do like that. that I fire. do. I did like the first song, even though I don't remember. I, I, I mean, I remember them talk, her talking about the different powers and stuff. I did like that opening song. I thought that was nice. All right. Well, Elise, thank you so much yes. for joining this podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. And Kanto to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where <laughs> where can worst. people uh, find you? Is there anything you'd like to plug? Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Pandalise, not a red panda, just a regular panda. That's P-A-N-D-A-L-I-S-E. I'm Elise Navidad on Twitter. Uh, oh, I like that. <laughs> I know. And I, I really, it's at this point, it's just I can't change the fact that I don't have the same on either. But um, a lot of people actually think my real name is Elise Navidad and um, have brought me up on stage and said, up next is Elise Navidad, and I have to be like, no, that's just my handle. Wow. <laughs> um, and I also have a podcast called The Roast of Your Teenage Self, which is on the All Things Comedy Network, and it's really fun. Oh, I listened. I well, there you that go. Was, that is terrifying because Teenage Self, ooh, man, that was an yeah. awkward boy. That was yeah, awkward. it's a tough time Mm-mm. for us all. <laughs> oh, man. Great. Uh, thank you. Uh, you can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. Uh, we can find links to we have merchandise, like t-shirts and things. We have a defunct Patreon. We don't do new episodes on there anymore. But there's a year's worth of episodes. So if you want to subscribe to that for a little bit to listen to those, great. Uh, also, if you rate and review us on iTunes and give us five stars, we'll read your review on the air. This is by PLLP Leroy Jenkins. Uh, it says, what up? I stumbled on the podcast when I was at work looking for movie podcasts, and this is a great representation of black art. Now, a movie that always kind of confused me was Fat Albert. Kyla Pratt's character was a depressed teenager while her sister, Lori, was having the time of her life. Then when Kyla cries Fat Albert and the gang jump out of the TV and try to help her, how would these fictional characters help a human being who probably suffers from depression disorder with singing and dancing? LOL. I would like to hear you guys review this movie and talk about it if it was a good idea to have an overweight superhero who didn't even try to lose weight after decades of being around. Wow, there's so much here. But this is the movie did not have an all-black cast, and most of the actors in this film are still acting in TV shows and movies, so maybe this film helped the cause? Question mark. My, my. Um, <laughs> His name is Leroy Jenkins. Is, is Bill Cosby in Fat Albert? Or He is in Fat Albert. He is. Okay, well. All right. Anyway. <laughs> I still Thank haven't seen that movie. <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. I I didn't see it either. I've never seen that movie. One day we'll review it, I guess. I emailed a bunch of people trying to get in that movie at the time. I got a letter back from Bill Cosby's assistant. It is one of the few films Keenan Thompson oh, Kenan's star in it? is the, the lead Isn't of. Isn't that the if, only if movie he's, he's the lead of? Next to Good Burger? He was one of the mains in Mystery Men. 
No, that's no, that's Kel. Kel. No, Kel. And even Kel was supporting. Oh, Keenan. Sorry, and Kel was way supporting. <laughs> Keenan was the other movie. <laughs> the other movie Keenan was in was Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> right, but he was supporting, right? That's ensemble. Hundred percent supporting. Hundred percent supporting. He's uh, fat Albert. He's the titular like the character. Yeah. He's fat Albert. All right. Well, All right. thank you again, Elise. Uh, thank you for Elise, thank you so much. We will see you next week, maybe. I don't know when this comes out. Peace. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Peace. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Meow, meow, meow.